ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my woman. All right. So when I went through my divorce at 26, I kept saying to myself, how could I have even married him? Like, why did I do that? How could I have done that? Like, why, why, why? And I was beating myself up until it occurred to me that the little girl inside of me always just wanted to be married. The little girl inside of me grew up with parents who, at this point, have been happily married for 56 years. I mean, my parents have been together since they were 14. So I went to the eighth grade. They met in the eighth grade. I showed up at eighth grade like, where's my husband? Where's my husband? Where's my husband? Right? I grew up on Disney films that if I was just Cinderella, someone would come along, a prince with a shoe, and then I would be happy. Or someone would give me a kiss. A man on a white horse would give me a kiss, and I would wake up and be happy. And so that was all I ever wanted. I was a hopeful romantic. And when I got in touch with the little girl inside of me, something changed. I had compassion for myself. I felt so much love for the little girl inside who just wanted to be happy. And the relationship was the only way she knew how to be happy. And since then, I have done so much work to understand all of the little girls inside of me. You've heard me say it before. We are every age we've ever been. Inside of you is the 12-year-old who brought artwork home and your mom didn't want to hang it on the refrigerator or the 15-year-old who had your heart broken by the first love or 18-year-old who didn't get into the college that you wanted and so you feel less than or you feel not good enough or you had a boss that was icky when you were 25 and now you just have no confidence in your writing. And a major piece of becoming the powerful woman that we were born to be is actually to get in touch with the little girl inside. And what is she afraid of? And what does she desire? And what does she need? And what are the things that she has always needed to hear that no one ever told her? Not because you had a bad mom or a bad dad or whatever it might be, but because those parts of us are waiting for us to mother ourselves. And today I have the very, very, very best guest for my podcast who's going to teach us how to do this. She is one of my closest friends. She is one of my clients, one of my soul sisters. My son calls her Auntie Isa. She's truly family to me. And she's also been my coach. I've taken one of her courses and I'm her coach and she's incredible. Let me introduce you to Lisa motherfucking Rose Payne. Lisa motherfucking Rose Payne spent more than a dozen years in corporate advertising and the whole time felt inside of her like there's more, there's more. And she found that she was gifted in mentoring others. 
So when she left advertising, she went on to learn about mentorship. She got her certificate and her training in it. And since she has been helping people to transform their lives by getting in touch with their younger selves and reparent themselves. She's an incredibly trusted joy mentor for overwhelmed women on the verge of burnout who are done with feeling unworthy in their lives so that they can create the lives that they desire. She is the joy genius. Welcome, Lisa, to the podcast. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, my God. I'm fangirling ah! all over the place. I love you so much. <laughs> I cannot believe that it has literally been just under two years that we started working together. Is that all? Yeah. Oh, my goddess. Wow. My life has changed so much. And my, the little girls, all of the little Lisas in me are singing whenever they see you because they know that, yes, I've done the work. I have done the work. I've done all the work and continue to do the work. And you were a massive catalyst for me to be where I am today and sitting right here. Oh my gosh, she's going to make me cry. You're making me cry. That means so much to me. I can't even, I feel like you've been in my life forever. I mean, it's like, I know that we were in many lives together. So it's like, good to see you again. It's been 3000 years, you know, it's been hundreds of years since we were burnt at the stake together. And you and I always say that. And it's like, as soon as we really met each other, because I I spoke at a conference years and years ago. Yes. Like 2018, maybe that you were in London. Something like that. Yeah. 17, 18? 2018 or 2019. One of those, okay. those things. Or 17. Anyway, yes, we met. Well, we didn't meet. We, oh my, here's a big part of the story. We didn't actually meet because at that time, even though I sat in the second row, so I wanted to be noticed, I didn't speak to anyone who was speaking at the conference. Mm, You were attending and you didn't talk to any of the speakers. I spoke to all of the vendors Mm. outside and didn't feel that I was worthy enough to go up and speak to anyone who was speaking on stage because that speaking on stage was my dream. Mm. And I put all of you up on a pedestal. And at that time, I was in such a state I said to myself Lisa you are going to do something for yourself Mm. and I had to save up for that ticket because I was literally just paying the bills yeah and I said that when I go I am going to make the most of it I actually met a really good friend who sat next to me oh I love that at, at the conference and we gotten together so many times during, you know, right after, and you kept coming back to me. Mm. Everyone that spoke was magnificent, and you kept coming in my head. So then I started doing what other people do, which is I started stalking you <laughs> on social media. <laughs> I love, any- I love me you, you as a stalker. Some of, some people out there know, but all of you women who listen, you can stalk me anytime. <laughs> and. All of the, everything that you spoke on, mm. I was listening to, I was listening to, and I was listening to. 
and you know this story because I've told you this many times before. When you really came into your own for me was when George Floyd was murdered and you provided a sisterhood circle and yeah. you provided the black women and women of color the room to speak. And that was so pivotal for me mm. because at that time I was exhausted. Yeah, of course. I was being asked to provide all of this emotional labor for other people. Yeah. And you held this circle. And even though it was really late at night for me, I'm like, I am going to be here for it. And you let us speak for as long as we needed to. And this is the kind of thing that you do mm. as a Thank matter you, of sister. course. Thank you. And, so, and it, it, that was an interesting, you know, there I was eight months pregnant. And it was the height of COVID. And my doctor said, if I got COVID, then they were going to take my baby away from me. And so um, everything obviously was online at the time and our electricity went out and I was holding this call and I thought, who am I to hold a call about this? I'm a white woman. This is not my time, right, to speak. And yet I knew if I don't speak, then I'm complicit, right? If I don't do anything, then I'm part of the problem. And so it means so much to me to hear you say that because there I was eight months pregnant. I went to my best friend's house and she and I stayed a hundred. She, she was in a locked room in the back and I was on her stairs doing that call pregnant mm -hmm. just to, just to give, give you voice and for, yeah, to lift you up, yeah. you know, for you to lift yourselves up, really. So, I don't know, it means so much to me. And what's happened, then it was, what, a year and a half ago? Almost two years? You reached out? Yes. I woke up, it was around my birthday in 2021. And that month I couldn't pay my rent. I was in such a bad place because even though I was a mentor, I was still miserable. Mm. I was helping. With, oh, my, I can help you. doesn't matter what state I'm in. I will do everything for my clients. Mm -hmm. And yet there was something missing in me. And that was a really low point for me because I'm like, I didn't get in this to not be able to pay my rent and to be miserable. Right. And so I woke up one morning. And the first thing that happened is like, I didn't even open my eyes. And it was Karen Rockine. <laughs> and I was literally like, what? <laughs> and then when I opened my eyes and the sleep got out of my eyes, oh, I got, oh, I know Karen Rockine. And then I went to your social media. Mm. And then I went to your website. And I was like, okay, what do I want to do with her? And I looked at, empowered and, and all these other programs I'm like, empowered that's what I want to do and then I reached out to you and you said I'm not running that program anymore. Like, oh no I everything right oh no and you said this is what I'm doing instead and I'm like here you go let's go baby Take my money it's been such an incredible journey for me to witness you and like get to be beside you as you have just like exploded, expanded, found your voice, gotten out there, holding courses, creating 
group programs and just witnessing you being so much joy. Like you are the joy genius. I am. You are. I am. I receive. You are. And we had such a fun experience last year. You joined that program and then we did a VIP day together in New York City. And what I knew going into that, you you were talking in the the group program you were in about like not having a voice, not having a voice. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, this this is what it's going to be about. We're going to do a whole VIP day around your voice. Mm -hmm. And I think by lunch, you and I were sitting at this beautiful restaurant. Yes. And I don't even know how it came about. But it, we had done all this like beautiful personal work and gone deep and everything you wanted to like really create in your life and create in your work and all that. And then we're sitting there and I, suddenly, I don't even know which one of us said it, but it was like, joy genius. You said to me, because I remember this, huh? what I see in you is so much joy mm. in everything you do. I and do. I said, I guess that makes me the joy genius. Ah! It was like, oh my God. And it was one of those yes. moments. Maybe you all have had this. It was a moment was like, you know, it was like the hairs on our, you know, on our arms stood up and the goosebumps were like, oh my gosh, yep. joy genius. That's it. Joy genius. And what I love is you, you said to me, like, I never thought I would be here to teach joy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh sister, that's exactly what you're here to teach because witnessing you go from someone who wouldn't talk to me at a conference to now you walk into every room like here I am (laughs) I'm Lisa motherfucking Rose Payne you travel all over the world you join all these retreats you've created Joy Genius as programs that you now teach Mm -hmm. and I even took one yes you did and now you're starting your own podcast yes and it's like, I just, and now we're like such good friends and you're in my house and my son calls you out to Issa and it's just like such, it's so incredible for me. Like it's the greatest, this is, this is my greatest joy. It's, it's mine as well. I'm, I'm feeling really emotional mm. right now because this is the culmination. Well, let's call it a milestone, but it's a big yeah. culmination in what I've wanted to do because everything that I saw you doing with other people I wanted to do yeah and every single thing that I saw has now started to happen (laughs) and that's one of the things where I can bank that evidence of my life can be so much different my life is what I create yes and you have created it sister I mean really like I I'm blessed that I've gotten to witness you and hold your hand and be beside you and, you know, do what I can to support you and to guide you. But like watching you expand and grow is just, and you know, one of my favorite moments since I thought that that VIP day, this is going to be about voice. When we discovered Joy Genius, Mm -hmm. I gave you a gift, (laughs) a ridiculous gift. I gave you a a megaphone. I still have it. (laughs) Did you bring it? I did. Oh. I did not. No. <laughs> I don't want to serious. Maybe we should go get it. We go. We go. We go. Our, so I said to her, we go to Times Square where I had hired a photographer at the end of her VIP day to, to do all these photos of you, right? And I was like, shout your purpose into Times Square. <laughs> into the megaphone. And there you are at Times Square. And you are just telling everybody, I'm the joy genius. I help you transform your pain into joy. I help you transform your pain into joy. It was great. It was it was fabulous. It was the culmination of one of the best days 
of my life. Mm. It is one of the most pivotal, pivotal days of my life. November 15th, 2021. Mm. And you handed me that megaphone. I started shouting to little kids on the megaphone on Fifth Avenue after lunch. <laughs> yes, you did. I'm Lisa motherfucking Rose Payne. And you went, wasn't what I thought you were going to say, but okay. There was a little kid right there. It was. And then we went, we went to the Rage Room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Times Square. And when you first said to, you know, tell everybody who you are, I was like, I'm Lisa Rose Payne and I'm... And then it's uh, in my head, I went, hang on. You're never going to see these people again. Right, right. I'm Lisa motherfucking uh, Rose Payne. Yes! And I am here to transform your pain <laughs> into joy. And you should hire me. And all these people were standing around and looking. And I'm like, oh, and I'm loving this. And then uh, for people who know Times Square, they, there are these stairs. Yeah. Are on there that people like buy like on. the tickets. Yep. Yeah. And the photographer had me sort of drape across. Yes. Them. And I was like, that was when I came into my own. I was like, this is fantastic. This is how life can be. Mm. This is how life can be all the time. You design this life for yourself, yes. Lisa. You design this. Yes. You made it happen. I mean, you listened to that inner voice that was like Karen Rockhind. Okay. I don't know what I mean, but like, I want what she has. I want the career that she has, or I want, you know, some of the, the joy that she has. And it was really finding it in yourself. And what I love now is watching you do this with other people yeah, and transform others' lives. So let's talk, cause you, you have a course called Slay Your Fears and you also have the Joy Genius Collective and you're launching your podcast called Joy Genius. Yep. And let's talk about what's going on, what what was even happening with you mm-hmm. with those fears and what does it even mean to slay your fear and then to become a joy genius? Like, mm. what is that? As we're sitting here, I'm, I'm thinking about the voice that was in my head mm. at the time that told me to contact you. And I truly believe that that was little Lisa, Mm. that she was crying out for help. Oh, wow. And she trusted me enough to make her voice loud enough for me not only to hear, to listen to, Mm. and to take action and do something about it. Little Lisa was so scared that if we didn't do anything we were going to wind up knowing what our purpose is, not making any money and being on the streets. Yeah. And so when that voice came in my head, I listened. And that's a huge piece, right? Because how often does a voice come into our heads and we don't listen? We think, well, that's ridiculous. Or I can't go on that trip or I can't afford that. Or I, I can't do that because of my kid or whatever it might be. And we don't listen to the wisdom that comes up intuitively for us. Absolutely. I built up such a relationship with little Lisa because mm. that's the part about inner child work. First, mm. you have to admit that you have an inner child because your inner child holds 
all of your unresolved pain. Yes. And also your joy. Yes. And your inner child literally wants to just skip down the street eating Mr. Softy ice cream. Yes. And holding hands and giving flowers to everybody and holding everybody's hands and putting them together. Right. And when she's holding all of your pain mm. on her back, that is a burden that is too big to bear for children. Because children don't have context and nuance. What they know is what they see. They can't reason out all of these different things. They can't reason out that time when you were five years old and you went to show your mother that lovely little drawing that you made. And she was like, not now or get away. Mm -hmm. And what little Lisa would think is that she means get away forever. Because she doesn't know that it means not right now. Right. She thinks that this this thing that is being said is the thing forever in a day. Right. Like, oh, just mom doesn't want me coming to her. Yeah. Or mom, mom doesn't, doesn't want to want see my around. artwork. Mom doesn't want me around. Mm -hmm. So I'll just hide in my room and then I can make mom happier. Yes. And then that gets like lodged in our bodies. Yes forevermore. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, mom didn't want me around. And so the kids at school probably don't want me around. And then my professors don't want me around. And then this love interest doesn't want me around. And, uh, you know, the people at work don't want me around. And then we end up being underpaid, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> playing it small, people pleasing our whole lives and wondering, why am I so miserable? And being, and being the good girl. Yes. And having no needs, because if I have needs... And that person, the other person can't do anything about those needs, then they're not going to want me around. They're going to tell me to go away. They're going to shun me. And therefore, I will then be alone. Mm. And if I'm alone, that is the worst thing in the world. So every single one of those experiences that we have become barnacles on a boat that we have to clean off ourselves. Those, yeah. those are the, that is the baggage. Those are the wounds that the inner child carries. Mm. The shame, the guilt, the neglect, the abandonment. Mm. And our inner child is so used to being ignored mm. that when we do things that our inner child doesn't want to do, we're like, how, how was that me? How did I do that? And the first thing I did was I was like, hello, Lisa, little Lisa. It's lovely to meet you. Come sit next to me mm. on the sofa mm. because I have to acknowledge that she is within me mm -hmm. because if you don't acknowledge what is inside of you, or if you don't acknowledge something, you can't address it. Right, 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 right. It's like, if any of you have heard that phrase, your issues get stuck in your tissues, mm. right? It's, it's really that same concept that a memory, right? What happens, our amygdala, these tiny little almond-shaped things at the back of our brain, and they store memory. It's why pretty much anyone I ask knows exactly where they were during 9-11, Right. Because it's it stores the memory that it's that we think our brain thinks that we need in order to survive in the world. Yes. If I remember where I was on 9-11, then I won't have that experience again. Right. Yeah. And so whatever were the moments in your life, in my life that were informative or told us, oh, my siblings make fun of me when I'm too goofy. Don't be goofy. Mm -hmm. Oh, 
the kids at school made fun of me because I picked my nose. Don't pick my nose. I mean, some of it can be helpful, you know, but <laughs> or pick your nose. I don't care. It's all good. You got to get it out somehow, right? All good. Right. Or like around, I was just looking at Instagram and saw a Kenyan senator who had period stains through her white suit. And she went, did you see this? She went to Congress. No, I didn't see it. She walked into the the chambers like that and they kicked her out. And she was like, this is a natural thing for a woman, right? But we've been shamed around having our periods that it's not okay. It's not bad. It's it's wrong. It's bad. Oh, okay. Then I'm supposed to cover that up or I'm gross when I have my period. And so this experience, what I'm, it is within each of us. And sometimes when I suggest going into inner child with a client, they're resistant. Oh, yes. They feel foolish. It's really They're like, what are you talking about? You know, do you ever have that experience? I do. I have it um, with potential clients all the time. Mm. And the thing is, the resistance is coming from the inner child. She's like, don't see me. Well, is that what you're saying? It's not, it's not so much don't see me. Okay. It's that if you see me, then I'm not going to be able to take the lead anymore because your inner child takes the lead in the things that you do when the adult parts of you are absent. And so what she sees is things are going to change and she doesn't believe you. Mm. Like any child, when you first come to them about something and they're used to running wild and, and doing exactly what they want, then um, then they just... They just look at you and they, they fold their arms in front of them. And it, it's a show me. And mm. so you have to be consistent and you have to be persistent and there has to be constancy. You, what, one of the things I do is every morning when I wake up, I ask my inner child, how are you feeling and what do you need? Mm. Because then it that. shows a connection that I, every morning I am connected to her. I never forget that I have an inner child in me. I used to have a chaotic mind that was like, you need to be doing this. You should be doing this. There's always something to do. You can't calm down. You can't relax anything. Now that my inner child and I cooperate, I don't, mm. I don't have a chaotic mind. I have such a calm mind because my inner child now with all of the practice and the relationship building is like, Lisa will handle it. Mm. And when she needs my support, because I do need my inner child support, she holds those joys as right. well as those fears. She holds. Because she used to dance she around. Yeah, yeah, she, she wanted like, to dance around naked at church yeah. or she wanted to like go wild and sing before anyone tried to make her small, before anyone told her that's silly, that's stupid, I don't care, right? Like she loved making the artwork that didn't, a horse that didn't look like a horse. Like she loved that before she became self-conscious because other people. Yes. So this is so beautiful. So let's do this, right? These questions. Mm -hmm. Any of you out there, Lisa will take us through this of how to first start connecting with your inner child and take us through like the questions that, and I'm going to do it with you. Okay. The first thing you do is you acknowledge that you have an inner child. Mm. The second thing I did was I named her. She's now mm. little Lisa, but she had many other names before. Because as you quite rightly said, our inner child is every age that we've ever been. And there are joys and pains associated with every age. Yes. So I gave my inner child slash inner children names. Because when you name something, mm. it has importance to you. 
Mm. As opposed to just going, hey, child, come over here. Yeah. So there was a time where I used to call specific parts of me by their government names. Mm. And they'd be like, I'm in trouble. (laughs) You know, like if my mother says to me, Lisa Rose Payne, come here. I'm like, what did I do? Mm, What did I do? What did Mm. I do? Wait, she doesn't say Lisa motherfucking Rose Payne? She does not. After <laughs> listening to this podcast, she may well do. <laughs> Wait, does she know that we call you that? Me and all of your sisters in my programs? No, she doesn't. Oh, hi, Mom. <laughs> I didn't name her that. She named herself that. Just so I stay in your mom's good graces. <laughs> I did. I, I did. And it was a powerful moment choice. when you did. Yes. I think it was in Paris. Yep, it was in Paris. Right. You. It was like you claimed your voice during an exercise we were doing. And... You said, I am Lisa motherfucking Rose Payne. And then we all started chanting, Lisa motherfucking Rose Payne, Lisa motherfucking. <laughs> I still have the video. Yes. It's, it's such a wonderful and defining moment yeah. for me. And little Lisa inside was like, yes, 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 yes because Be- we're being seen. Yes. And the work has been done. Yes. I, I have this picture that like little Lisa, and sometimes we'll call her little Lisa from the Bronx, yep. right? Because that's where she grew up and yep. that's part of your inner story. And I have this picture when we chant, Lisa motherfucking Rose Payne, that she actually like always wanted to run for president or she always wanted to be on Broadway or something like that. Yep. And so when we're chanting that, she's like in her cape and she's standing on the Broadway stage or she's standing right and everybody is cheering and she's like, I am president. I am, you know, it's like, I can yes. see it. I can, oh, look at your smile right now. Like you can say, I can like, she comes to life. I'm like this, she had these big dreams maybe before the world knocked her down and yes. told her you shouldn't. Yep. And when we chant that, when you named her Lisa motherfucking Rose Payne and we chant that she gets to be big like she was meant to. Yes. It's so powerful. It really, really oh, is. I know we just got off of the exercise. Uh-huh. Um, so a couple of things I'm hearing in there. One, I like to actually picture myself. I don't know if you do. Yes. So sometimes, and you know this from being in my programs, I'll ask clients to like get a picture of themselves when they were younger. And actually someone once made a collage in one of our, one of my programs mm-hmm. of all of our little selves playing together. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, I do. Um, Who made that? Amy. Did Amy make that? Aw, yes. Amy. Of course she used to be a preschool teacher. Of course yeah. she would do that. And so, right. And she took all of our littles and put them like into one collage together. Yes. And I can always picture myself with two ponytail braids, mm-hmm. right. Coming out of my head. And that's the little Karen that I often will like pick up and put on my lap and connect with. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now that I'm connected with her, yes. what do I ask her? What do I say? Well, one of the first things you do, cause you're sitting there together on the sofa is you give her a hug hmm. and you thank her for everything she has ever done for you because she did the best that she could with little to no support. Mm. from you yeah and then you tell her that you are so sorry for the times that you weren't there for her and you list out some of the times and you also say to her I have to forgive me for not being there for you Mm. Because if I couldn't be there for myself, I couldn't be there for you. Mm. And I will, from now on, be there 
for you. Mm. And this is where you can encounter some resistance because she will be like, you've never been there for me before, so you're going to have to show me. Mm. And at the same time, she is thrilled. She wants <laughs> to be sitting in your lap and she wants to be hugged and protected yeah. by you. And then after your... Wait, I want to slow it down because okay, I want to... No, 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 sorry. This is beautiful. And, you know, I've done a ton of work with my inner child and there's always more work to do. <laughs> we find we find new nooks and crannies and fears and joys all the time. You know, um, so when I was little, my bedroom was between my sister's bedroom and brother's bedroom and they're both older than me. And so when they were preteens and teenagers, getting into what preteens and teenagers do and the kind of arguments that they got into with my parents, I remember having a few nights where I felt so alone sitting on my bed and I would hear fighting and I would just be crying. I go, why can't we get along? You know? And I used to say that. And I remember my brother told me about Rodney King because that's what Rodney King, can't we yep. all just get along? Yes. And that's what I used to say. And so the image I just had was me sitting on my childhood bed. I can feel it. And I actually, the way I do it is I like to pull her onto my lap and look into her eyes and she, she's both grateful that I'm there and afraid. Mm -hmm. Like, can I really trust you? Yep. You know, are you really going to be there for me? And this is when I hug her and talk to her the way I do to my own child. Right. And like, I know you're scared. You know, you feel alone and you're not, I'm with you. It's like really heavy, but really beautiful work. You know, I can feel it in my body and we just hugged. Mm -hmm. It's so sweet. She's so sweet. Yes, yeah, she is. Little Karen is so sweet. She's adorable. She is so adorable. She's the cutest. I know. What I do want to say is that what I do is I extend a hand to let her come to me. Ah, instead of me pulling her. Okay. Yeah. Because it can feel ah, forceful. I see. To her. And it may take a few times because yeah. I don't want people to go, I did that and, and nothing happened. Because sometimes it doesn't happen the first few times. This is where the persistency and the right. consistency comes in. Right. Because she's testing you in the way that an outer child would test you. Oh, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. No, I know, I know you don't. My child tests me? <laughs> Like this morning when he wouldn't get ready for school because Auntie Issa was here and he did not want to go. No, he didn't. We had fun. We had fun. Now he's in school. Yes. <laughs> and so when you do that, it's really easy to get discouraged. Mm. And because it's like, well, I've never been good at anything. You know, those barnacles again on your home. And it's like, well, I'm not good at this, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It's like. No, you have to start somewhere and you keep coming back and you keep coming back and you keep coming back. And it's eventually they give a little. Mm. And the, the, the thing about this kind of work is that it takes time to do it. I can do all of these things really quickly in my head now. Because you've practiced it so absolutely. much. And when I work with new people, it's not working. It's not working. It's mm. not working. There are so many ways to go about it because sometimes if they don't want to be near you, so they might just want to sit next to you. They might want to just be in the same room. Your inner you. children. Yes. Yeah. You can talk to them 
and tell them all of the things that you appreciate mm. about them, all of the lovely things that they've done for you. Mm. And when you go into the traumatic experiences that you've had, you let them know that if they don't want to talk about it right now, then you, you won't talk about it. And slowly but surely, they start to come to you. And then when you get out your side, you ask them what their side of it is. Because their side of it is different to your side. Mm. You're looking at yourself as the adult. Mm -hmm. They're looking at it as I have had to bear and hold on to everything right right so all of those issues are in my tissues right 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 and go on. and they really think that they're helping you know in the spirit of like naming for me i have like general little karen and then little karen created a character yeah. that i call nervous nelly mm-hmm. and she created nervous nelly to keep us perfect yes Right. And so nervous Nellie is always looking for, we said that wrong. We're going to do this wrong. We did that wrong. We did that. What if this happens? What if that happens? Right. And she like nervous Nellie zoom, 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 zoom back around. Right. So there are all these in, in my head and in all of our heads. And, and so the, it's like being able to really be in touch with each aspect. And this is where, what you're talking about right now, that's where all of our fears then start to be formed mm. with all of the different parts of us that have different parts of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the roots, right? yeah. because that's the parts that go down and then spread. So when we come across with the bulldozer and we raise the tree to the ground, I'm, I'm not advocating raising trees, <laughs> but we raise the tree to the ground, the roots are still there. Mm. Something else will grow from it. So what we do with our inner child is we take the issues one at a time. Mm-hmm. And then we look to excavate and go down as far as we can. Mm. And as we do that, then she starts to trust us more and she starts to give us things. She's like, here. Like presence? Well, presence... I mean, we could call them presents. She gives us. They're, they're, she gives us the issues. So here's, here's how uh, she like makes presents. Th- this is one of my core issues. This this yes. is something that we want your help. She might. She gives it to you as like, oh, here's a thing. I'm afraid of rejection, or here's a thing. I'm afraid that you know people won't love me, or whatever it is. Okay, got it. I talked to one of my clients, and he said he had a dream where. All of his inner children were lined up. Mm. And they're on a post-it note was their issue. And he took the issue <laughs> and told them that they could go and play. Mm. And so they like, were oh, unburdened. Oh. I will take, I will take this and I will sort this out. And that is such a beautiful image oh. for me because oh my gosh. All of your inner children, they, they trust you enough that yes. you will be there and that you are there for them. Yes. And then they, that's when they really start to cooperate oh. with you. Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. I have done an exercise before called the people on the bus. 
or I've, I specifically remember leading a client through, she got on the bus with all of her and her children and got off and there was a campfire and they were all around and she asked which one wants to speak now. And so it just reminds me of that, right? Because there's yep. so much stuff. And here's the thing. I know you, you grown woman listening to this, Lisa, me, we think we're afraid of rejection. But as a grown adult, we actually know we can handle rejection. As a grown adult, right? If you can separate out the little in, in you, the little person, as a grown adult, you're like, okay, if no one likes my posts on social media, I know I'm not going to. Lisa always says, what do you always say? But did I die? But did I die? <laughs> but did I die? <laughs> but did, right. You say that all the time. It's like, well, no, okay, no one liked my post and I did not die. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Or like when I'm you know, I've been really coming into my own centrally, sexually over the last few years and incorporating that into my work. And the first time I posted a picture of me and almost nothing from Burning Man, a Catholic girl school fired me from speaking. And it's like, those girls really need me, you know? Um, so by the way, any of you out there who work for schools or you work for companies, Lisa and I are totally available to come solo or together to come and speak to all the people. Yes, yes, and yes. Right. And so I thought I can't handle this rejection. But the truth is that little Karen felt like she couldn't handle the rejection because mm-hmm. she was triggered from being rejected when she was young. Yes. But when I separate it, grown adult Karen, Karina knows, mm-hmm. they can fire us and we still did not die. Yes. We will survive this. We will be okay. There are other people who want to hire us to speak. There are other groups. There are other schools. And this is why say it's it, so, say it, right? And this is why it's so powerful to be able to parse out your little you versus grown adult you, because grown adult you, you know, when we're small, mm-hmm. our brains aren't fully developed. They don't fully develop until we're 21 or 25. And so this is the powerful work. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, right. Okay. That's little me. I can love on her. I can have compassion for her. And then I can use my rational brain to say, but did I die? But am I going to die? No, I can, I can handle this. So I can go after the dream. So I can, you know, and this is what's so powerful about your work, right? So I was going through when I, announced the Institute of Women mm-hmm. and announced I'm Karina. Mm. Then my whole, we, she started school and we all fell sick for two months yeah. as happens when kids start preschool. Yep. And I think post COVID like it happened as doors were open. Right. And I just like, couldn't, I, so I put a pause on everything. It's why the podcast doesn't have a new name yet. Never. I just had to pause, pause, pause. Mm-hmm. And then when I was like ready toward the end of the year to like, okay, I'm yeah. going to get back out there. I was in mass. I felt stuck. Yes. Massive fear. And you were doing Slayer Fears. Yes. Of course. Yes. yes so yes. even though I'm your coach and have been for about two years, yep. I'm like, Lisa, I'm joining your course. It starts in a minute. Yep. Here's my money. <laughs> 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 because I needed, right, as much as I've done all this work on myself, I also needed to get in touch. What is this fear? Why am I stuck right now when I've done so much, right? I put myself out to this podcast. I put myself out on stages, you know, to a thousand people all the time. Why am I so stuck? Mm -hmm. And it's because, and you helped me see in the course that as I took the next level leap for myself, little Karen, it's like, she doesn't go away. She's like, wait, we've already done all that. And now you want us to do even more? (laughs) Now you want everyone to call you Karina? <laughs> Your brother and sister are going to make so much fun of you. Right? Like, no one's going to like you in this. That's so arrogant to change your name. Yep. And what I witnessed in the course with you, I mean, I witnessed women who were literally completely stuck yes. to 
flourishing like out there in the world and going for their dream jobs and like it's really it's, it's so powerful to be in touch with these inner children and our fears slay your fears so i have to let you you did say it was a, it was like a minute before and one of the really good things about me one of the brilliant things about me is that if something is happening in real time to me i will talk to the people that is happening with so you'll teach to the, you'll teach I to the moment teach, you're yes. very real I, you know i appreciate that i know you do because i'm the same way <laughs> and you and i both have had mentors and coaches who do not keep it real and Absolutely. it's like get over it the only way that because we need all of you to see out there mm-hmm. that y- you can follow your dream the way that lisa and i have right it's not like we're some sort of special specimen even though we're totally special specimens but so are you out there yes. it's like let's keep it real we get afraid too yes. we get stuck too and I, when I saw the message, I was like, I was on the call with the other participants. And I was <laughs> like, I was running five minutes late. I'm like, I'm joining. Yep. And I was like, look, I have to tell you, my coach is about to join. And my inner child right now is in such a state because she's like, what if we fail? Hmm. What if she doesn't like it? What if she judges us? Mm-hmm. And then I took them through how I dealt with that, which is, let's reframe that. What if we fly? Hmm. What if we give the most amazing value? Hmm. What if we say that we are terrified about this particular experience because it hasn't happened to me before, Brene Brown, fucking first time, (laughs) and we do it anyway. And that is what I did. Mm. And so that particular fear, because all of my fears, every part of me, all of the, I'm not going to label them good and bad. All of the parts of me have rooms in my house. Mm -hmm. Shame has a room in my house. Guilt has a room in my house. Joy has a room in my house. Happiness has a room in my house. Everything that is there has a room because every part of me is welcome. Mm. Because if I can't welcome all sides of me, yes, I am denying a part of one of my, it will be one of my inner children. Mm-hmm. And I will not be able to get to where I want to and do the things that I want. To. I want every part of me to come along on this journey mm-hmm. and know that sometimes they're going to be needed and other times they can play. Right. Play in the global playground <laughs> right. altogether. Right. It's, you know, and I think sometimes we don't want, I know sometimes I don't want parts of me to come along. I'm like, oh, I'm done with that one. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. You're done. Mm-hmm. You know, and that doesn't work, no. by the way, out there. Right. Like you can have like, ah, my inner asshole's being an asshole. Fuck you. But like that is a short term, I think, solution. Mm-hmm. The longer term is to say every part of me is welcome. Yeah. And even the parts that I have found wrong and bad, mm-hmm. they're welcome here too because they're part of me. Yes. And they, you know, you, my fear of rejection helped me throughout my life yep. to be accepted and loved. So she gets to be here too. Yes. Right? Or like any part of you and every part of you, the only way to feel whole and beautiful and powerful as a woman is to say, every part of me is okay. To embrace them. Yeah. And it's okay that I have fear and it's okay that I have shame and it's okay that I have guilt. Mm -hmm. Let's wrap them in like a a sushi sushi roll. (laughs) What she's referring to is in the year of woman, which is my membership. 
we did a class last night and one of the women was going through something really challenging. And so I did this exercise called a sushi roll, which is we put her, I, even though it was on Zoom, I said, okay, to this woman, now I'm going to wrap you in a hug with Lisa. And then I'm going to wrap you and Lisa in a hug with the next person. I'm going to wrap the three of you in a hug with the next person. And we went around the whole Zoom room, which was, I don't know, like 16, 17 women or something. So that we were all in one big sushi roll hug. Mm -hmm. And it was so yummy. It was so good. It was so good. So what are some of the shifts and changes that you've seen in people after they learn to reparent themselves? I love that question. Because when I work with people, I can always see after our initial conversation, I can see where they want to go, even if they Mm -hmm. can't see it themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. I've had people leave jobs, Mm. leave careers, actually get the promotion, find their voice, speak up for themselves, talk to much larger audiences about who they are, feel better in their own skin, Mm. heal that relationship with family members or with a loved one, and even friends, and also knowing when it's time to let that relationship go. Mm. So those are a few of the magnificent transformations, because that's it. With my clients, it's about transformations. Yes. Yes, you are the queen of transformation. Thank you. I receive. Mm. We're so lucky we get to do life together. We do. I think it's like the... I know we're like sitting across from each other, these two different microphones, but it's really, it's just really special. I know you feel this with your clients too, where you're not just a client. Mm-mm. You're one of my closest friends. Yeah. If I don't care about you, why would I want to work with you? Right. Right. And it's like, I remember um, years ago, one of my in-laws, I'm not even going to say who was like, why would you refer somebody to another coach or why would you teach other coaches? Right. That's what they said. They said, why are you, why would you teach other coaches? You're just creating your competition. I'm like, because, and I get it. There's like a tiny little, sure. Little Karen could mm-hmm. be afraid of that. But in reality, I want every single person out there to be served by the coach that speaks to them and is aligned with them. And it's, there's so much room in the world. And it's like, you and I get to do this together. Mm-hmm. And we have a whole sisterhood of women yes. who are all up to cool, big, amazing. And oh what you wouldn't think of as quote unquote big, you know, like parenting their kids in a new way, doing relationships in a new way. And we get to do it together. And my whole life, I wanted women who gave a damn and I wanted women who cared deeply. And I wanted women that I could cry to and I could hug and I could laugh with. And it's like the fact that we get to do that. And even though you're my client, Mm -hmm. right. And then I became your client and we get to, we just get to do everything together. And it's, it just makes life so incredible i just feel so over like overflowing right now i do i do as well i'm i'm like i still am like sitting here going i can't believe this is happening and at the same time of course this is happening yes and emotionally my heart is so full Hmm. because my heart is not high i don't have a piece to give and (laughs) i won't have another one my heart grows bigger Hmm. bigger and your heart is as sweet as pie it is the sweetest pie. Wait, it's like the pie just keeps growing bigger and it bigger. Does. Yeah. It does. It's just, it not just, it is so wonderful being here. 
with you, doing life with you. I can't even. I know. I can't so, even. I, I cannot even me either sister and any of you out there and you're like okay but that's lisa i couldn't do it it's like no lisa and i are so accessible Mm -hmm. if you're turned on by everything lisa's saying or you're like oh i know she could help me reach out to her yes please yeah how do people reach you well people reach me on facebook on instagram at the joy genius Mm -hmm. my instagram Mm -hmm. i also have a youtube channel called at the joy genius as well and I'm also on LinkedIn. For those of you on LinkedIn who are looking for those professional qualifications, I am there. And my podcast soon to come out. My website as well, lisapayne.net. And that's P-A-Y-N-E. P-A-Y-N-E. L-I-S-A-P-A-Y-N-E dot net. Amazing. And you can join Sisterhood with us, either through Lisa's programs or mine, join the Year of Woman. I mean, it's only $111 a month. And I know that that's not like everyone in the world can do that. Mm-hmm. And if you can, you will get that sisterhood. You'll get that mentorship. You'll get that support. And so contact one of us, join the Sisterhood. Okay. Now, Lisa, you've listened to enough of my podcast. You know that at the end, I always do a purpose power play round where I ask my guests random questions and whatever is the first thing that comes to your mind okay. is the answer. Are you down? Sure. Okay. Amazing. When you were a little girl, what did you want to be? A marine biologist. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me that now. Yep. What was it about marine biology? Dolphins and sharks. I mean, mm-hmm. enough said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I often can connect what someone wanted to be when they were little with um, with their adult profession. Mm. And I thought for a second, how am I going to do that? And then I went, oh, wait, dolphins? Is like that inner softness in us and our inner dreams and yumminess and desires and sharks are the fears. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you are yes. creating, yes, you're like corralling them all and working with them all. Go Karina. Yes. <laughs> our yes. inner yes. dolphins yes. and inner sharks. I love it. <laughs> so perfect. So perfect. So perfect. All right. What's one dream you would love, you know, is like, this is going to, this is happening in the next 10 years. Having a wider stage Mm. to speak on, a Mm -hmm. wider platform. I was born for the stage. (laughs) Say it, sister. And I know it. I've seen myself. I've seen dreams. I've seen the dress. I've seen everything about it. What are you wearing? Tell us. I'm wearing a red sort of midi dress that is to my knees. Uh It is cut in a V shape. Mm -hmm. And it shows off. My buff arms, mm-hmm. and I'm standing there, and I'm looking out at stadiums ah. full of people, and I am savoring every moment of it. Yes, and everything that is said, somebody picks up an aha. Mm. I am here to impact millions of women. Yes. Yes, you are. 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 Since you're the joy genius, what is one thing that brings you immense joy? Floating. Floating. In in water. Yes. Floating in water. There is a picture of me on Facebook from the Puerto Rico retreat Mm. in my sunflower swimsuit Mm -hmm. and my hiking boots. (laughs) 
floating. And I am never so happy as when I float in water. I am so calm and so relaxed. And it's so effortless Mm. for me to do it. Mm. I try and do that every chance I get. And it's one of the things that brought us together. When you first asked me, what can you do to make yourself 1% happier? Mm. And I was like, I need to be near water. So whenever I am in water, I float. Mm. And you will see this look of pure bliss. Bliss, ecstasy, yes, yes. I got to see that, you know, the Puerto Rico Wild Woman Retreat that I just held and Lisa came on. It was like, I got to see you float and first just watching you. It's ecstasy. That's why you're the joy genius. It is. You bring such joy to every room you walk into. Oh, thank you. You really do. And I see it like when you and I have gone to a bar and, you know, all the waiters are just like waiting on you hand and foot because they just like (laughs) want your energy or when you're even like at a like a little deli and you're standing in line behind somebody, people want your aura and want your energy because you are the joy genius. I am. Okay. Last question. Okay. What's one thing you want every woman to know? That you can change your life when you actually make the decision and you believe Mm. that you can do it. Mm. If I can do it, you can do it. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you, sister. Thank you. You are doing it. I love doing it with you. It's such a joy for me. Hugs across the turtles. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. This has been so informative, transformative. You've just given us so much to not only like sit with, but also things that we can enact and get working on. All of you out there, go find Lisa. You will love her Instagram. She does tons of like really yummy reels, drops tons of really good info all over the place. So go find her on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you are. If you're not yet in our free online sisterhood, right now it's still called Purpose Girls until I change the name. So go find us over on Facebook and join that. Of course, you can join the Year of Woman at KarenRockine.com forward slash woman. Only $111 a month and you will thrive. You will love it, love it, love it. Join us. Whether it's me that you connect with, great. Lisa, you connect with, great. Someone else, great. But join this sisterhood. It's so incredible and you will truly flourish. And please share this podcast with every woman you know, with your daughters who are struggling with some of their inner children and their fears. Share it with your sisters, with your friends, with your colleagues. That is how we change the world one woman at a time. Of course, if you haven't yet left your review, go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen right now and leave a one sentence five-star review. That is how women find us all over the world. With that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.